Good news for the new year. Australia backs down. Novak Djokovic will play in the Open. The new premier of Alberta breaks ties with the World Economic Forum. Governor Ron DeSantis impanels a grand jury to investigate Big Pharma and the medical industrial complex. And a former UN head honcho breaks ranks and joins the resistance. Brace yourselves for 2023. The sleeping giant is waking up. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Michael Matt, and this is the Remnant Underground. Happy New Year to you all. If you like predictions, I've got a hopeful prediction to start off 2023. I believe this is going to be the year when many millions of people are going to wake up. Over the past year, we've been seeing people using their powerful platforms now to openly mock lunatics such as Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Oh, this is in this Harvard's John F. Kennedy School of Government. He is speaking in 2017. I just, feel like we should have Darth Vader music playing when that guy talks. Please do it when I play. Dun, just have it dun, seriously. Because Can you get Darth Vader music? To this. Hold on. Oh, okay. Wait, oh, just yeah. hold it, please. We've got to have the proper music for this amazing introduction. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on. They all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. But, um... So what you got there is Emperor Palpatine speaking about how in the first, in the preludes, the first three Star Wars, how the, he's going to use democracy to put his people in place, right? He explicitly said in that quote you just heard, what we are very proud of is that we penetrate the global cabinets of countries with our World Economic Forum young global leaders, and then gave examples like Trudeau, like Macron. Klaus Schwab, the remnant newspapers, man of the year. Man of the year. Last year, we made Pope Francis our man of the year. Because he was the greatest, he still is, the greatest recruiting agent traditional Catholicism has ever, has ever known. Uh, this year we're feeling somewhat similar about Mr. Schwab, the professor of the field marshal. Because nobody has done more to expose the, the really dark draconian side of the New World Order. Nobody has done more to do that than this guy. I've, I've, I've said, I think I said a couple times over the past year, we could do shows every single day trying to expose this guy and Davos and the World Economic Forum. But it's so much easier just to push play on one of his videos. But um, we have to go one step further. We have to have a strategic mood. We have to construct the world of tomorrow. It's a systemic transformation of the world. So we have to define how the world should look like. But um... He wants to fuse our cell phones to our brains. We played that just last show, if you're curious about that. That's a direct quote. That's what he wants to do. Uh, he wants to abolish our countries, our borders. That's what's going on on the southern border in the United States right now. That's part of the grand Schwab Soros UN plan to erase the borders of the world. He wants to take away our private property, obviously, cars, homes. It's all, it's all going to be gone if he gets his way, if they get their way. He wants to force us to get injected by whatever wild Bill Gates comes up with next. They want us to eat bugs. But, um... And, by the way, he's been wrong about just about everything. Remember, for example, how incredibly wrong he was when he came out and said this. Nobody will be safe 
if not everybody is vaccinated. No, actually, Klaus, nobody is safe if not everybody is protected from you, you lunatic. But, um... Even mainstream politicians are figuring this out. They have had enough of the crazy from Davos. Alberta, Canada, the province of Alberta, the new prime minister up there, Daniel Smith, I, I don't want to jinx anything, but she's, she's so good. She's made so many great, she said so many great things so far early out of the gate here that there's a lot of reason to hope, even in Canada, under the little ferret. I get the feeling that Daniel Smith is going to school the little ferret on a thing or two in the coming months and years. At least I hope so. Now, she has announced there in Alberta that she's going to be canceling a health consulting agreement. Get this. She's canceling an agreement involving the World Economic Forum because... I, I guess I find it distasteful when billionaires brag about how much control they have over political leaders, as the head of that organization has. And I think that that is offensive. The people who should be directing government are the people who vote for them. And the people who vote for me and for my colleagues are people who live in Alberta and who are affected by our decisions. And so, quite frankly, until that organization stops bragging about how much control they have over political leaders, I have no interest in, in, in being involved with them. But, um... So, yesterday I was at a, rece at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau, and I know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet, are for our uh, actually young noble leaders of the world. These are the young glavelous leaders, but damn, and he just blows it all, blows their cover, right? And this prime minister up in Canada is saying, you know what? Enough of this guy. Is that calling my shots? And this lady, this, this anti-great -great reset woman, she's, she's indicative of the fact that there is like an anti-great reset fever now that's sweeping through country after country, even up in Canada. Well, I guess the way I look at it is that the community that faced the most restrictions on their freedoms in the last year were those who made a choice not to be vaccinated. I don't think I've ever experienced a situation in my lifetime where a person was fired from their job or not allowed to watch their kids play hockey or not allowed to go visit a loved one in long-term care or hospital or not allowed to go get on a plane to either go across the country to see family or even travel across the border. So they have been the most discriminated against group that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. Down in Australia, even, there are politicians that are really pushing back hard right now. If you go to our website, remnantnewspaper.com, one of the politicians down there is, he's initiated a campaign called The Great Resist, rather than The Great Reset. Highly recommend that you read that, because again, it indicates that even in the People's Republic of Australia, people have had enough friends. And we've been saying this over and over again. So I wanted to come out at the beginning of the year to do a show on this. We're not just talking through our hat. We're not just saying that we can actually, there's a reason to get up and fight back when there actually isn't and we know we're all going to die and we're all going to lose. You know we've gone over the spiritual and the, 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 the religious element of this. We'll do it again tonight. The godly, the divine solution is ultimately what's going to save the world. But there is something happening on the human level that we knew had to happen because of the sheer lunacy of the folks who are trying to rebuild this or build this new world order. So we already did a show, for example, a few months ago on what's happening down in Florida, where the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, 
<laughs> actually comes out and takes on the World Economic Forum in a way that we never anticipated seeing at that level. I want to have the values not of Davos imposed on us, but of places like Destin and Dunedin, where I grew up. Um, things like the World Economic Forum, uh, those policies are dead on arrival in the state of Florida. Uh, we are not going to go down that road. We've got to keep pushing back against the weird in the world because they're trying to create a world that is demonic in its essence, a, a world controlled by technology, technology that not, most people are not comfortable with. If you, haven't, if you haven't seen this, in fact, throw this up on the screen, you're going to see it soon enough. As of Christmas Eve now, Amazon, their delivery drones have taken flight, taken flight over neighborhoods in Texas and California so far, the little, the little pilot programs. It's for our convenience, of course. It's so that when we used to have to wait a few days, and then Amazon said when you order something online, they're going to get it to you the next day. Well, now, just to make us happy, they're going to pretty much make sure that we get it within a couple of hours using drones. Maybe in the future, in fact, we won't even have to wait at all. We'll just, you know, swipe through Facebook and the stuff will show up in our backyard delivered by drone because Facebook knows best what we want. Right? That's what they ultimately would like, I think. It's all for our convenience is the, is the point. They're just trying to make our life, well, better, you know, better and easier by little things like invading our privacy, making digital profiles of our family's activities. Not a big deal. But they're never going to weaponize these drones now. They're not going to use them for surveillance. They're not going to use the technology against us. They wouldn't do that. So we just need to get used to the sound of Big Brother whining away overhead, going about the business of making our world a better place. Yeah, you can look at it and get terrified by it, or you can say most people are probably going to get the side-by-side 12-gauges -side out and start shooting these things out of the sky. If they come flying in low over your house or taking pictures and doing whatever it's supposed to, most people are going to push back, one would think. Just like they're pushing back in China right now. In the southwestern city of Chengdu, protesters demand freedom. Freedom of press, they chant. Freedom of speech. In the central city of Wuhan, where COVID began, they break down the fence that kept them quarantined. China was forced finally to lighten up on their zero COVID policy because the folks were tearing the country apart. Wednesday, the government announced it's easing some COVID-19 restrictions where traffic and indoor dining resumed and shopping malls reopened. But during the protests, the surveillance state was keeping a close eye on potential dissidents. The Chinese Communist Party is notorious for using technology to expedite its undermining of freedom and human rights in China. The Chinese government seeks to identify the protesters even as video of the demonstrations spread throughout the country. Wow. Can you imagine using technology to squash dissent? Oh, wait. It was pretty simultaneous, I think, to me going through the metal detector that I heard that over a loudspeaker. I heard them say, woman with long dark hair and gray scarf. I was asked my name and I was asked to provide my identification. Did they say something about facial recognition? I believe they did. I believe they said that our uh, recognition picked you up. A sign says facial recognition is used as a security measure. So do you feel safer? You feel safer next time you, you, when you know it's in New York now, nah, but it's going to be everywhere if something isn't done. 
Every place you go, they're scanning your face, digital recognition, right? Facial recognition. You think, you think your friends and your neighbors, do you think they want to live like this? Do they want to live in this world? I would say most sane people don't. And that's why right now Madison Square Garden is being sued by several law firms over this Orwellian insanity. You see, because they used to make movies about this stuff. Do you remember the Terminator view? So this is, this is kind of the point, friends. We all grew up watching, watching these crazy dystopian movies. And now these people in Davos and in the United Nations are trying to make it the reality in the future. It's not such a giant leap or a stretch to think that we could convince millions and millions and millions of people to oppose this, to resist this, and make the resistance stick. Because again, we just showed you clips of Joe Rogan. Do you think he's a conservative? Do you think Joe Rogan and I would have a whole lot to talk about? Latin Mass and the Rosary and, 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 and the Kingship of Christ? No. We are talking about a massive cross-section of society that's against all of this. And that's just the point. And so the World Economic Forum, again, this month, in a few days, they're over there in Davos. They have something called the Spirit of Davos, if you look on their website. Reminds me an awful lot of the Spirit of Vatican II. they got the Spirit of Davos too that they're promoting. And they're trying once again to convince the world that they are not hopelessly insane as it appears, that they can force corporations to become the new countries of the future, that countries will disappear, and that the, and that, that, that the corporations will take the power, and we're going to live under a united one-world government. That's what they're trying to do this month. Their forum is called, their conference this year, the theme is cooperation in a fragmented world. Well, who do you think fragmented the world there, guys? Do you think we forgot? Now is the time to reimagine the world. They think we forgot all that? So what we will see now is acceleration of those trends. And of course, a unique opportunity to reset our global agenda. They're the ones that were telling us that they were going to use COVID to change the world forever, remember? And now they have a conference in Davos called Cooperation in a Fragmented World. <laughs> and they're always in with the good news, these lunatics from Davos. If you go to their website, I'll have Walter throw it up on a screen. The world is at a critical inflection point, they tell us. Economic growth is stalling. Rising food and energy prices are crippling the world. Heightened geoeconomic fragmentation is the future. High debt levels. Climate crisis spiraling out of control. <laughs> Sounds like a fun conference, doesn't it? What do they do for entertainment? Root canals? And this is another way that you know that you're being had when you look at these people and they're always doom and gloom and negative and dark. They terrify you. So the only people that you will turn to is them as a savior, as the salvation of the world. That's how it works. They've been doing it forever. You can see this. You know that's what they're doing. They caused all these problems in the first place. <laughs> the ones they're going to address in Davos in a week or so. Remember? They shut down the world. They wrecked the global economy on purpose. They called for the vaxing of the airline industry into what today has become near total chaos.
U.S. Freedom Flyers, Josh Yoda, he's the head president of the U.S. Freedom Flyers. He said they're getting calls now from wealthy businessmen and companies to fly their executives around on business jets with unvaccinated crew. Well, thanks, World Economic Forum. Keep up the great work, guys. We're running out of pilots. Klaus Schwab has become such a ridiculous meme now, and I think he knows it, that this year he will be trotting out the little misses to speak at the forum, but um, in Davos. That's right. Frau Schwab now. Frau Hilda Schwab. She's going to be giving a speech, several speeches. Maybe she can whip up a batch of cookies or something at the same time to give the whole Davos thing sort of that homey je ne sais quoi. I don't know. Maybe that's the point of it. But here's the lovely couple. Now, Walter, put them up on the screen. There they are. I mean, holy mackerel. That's, that's scary. Look at this guy. Looks like somebody stole his Wiener Schnitzel. And the bride of Frankenstein there? Well, she's running around at the moment promising to save the children, indoctrinating them in this new world order of Antichrist. Here she is. Beim World Economic Forum ist es ein toller Job, ganz, ganz viele coole und interessante Leute lernen kennen. Das WEF wurde gegründet 1971. Nach 30 Jahren hatte ich die Idee, dass wir auch Leute einladen müssen, die ganz konkret für Leute Yikes! I mean, look at this thing, friends. It looks like a, a Hitler Youth School or something. And you got to wonder, where are the parents of these poor kids? Can you imagine letting your kids hang out with Adolf and Ava here, even for a few minutes? And, 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 and these two creatures and their friends are promising to change the entire world forever, so it can never be <laughs> changed back. <laughs> Joe Rogan was right. It's like something out of a movie. Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum. He's like a bad guy in a movie. And the thing to remember, friends, is whatever this is, whatever we're looking at, and everybody's become pretty familiar with, with it, and I think <laughs> knows that it's doomed to fail, but whatever it is that they're going to try to hatch here, it can't happen without their house slaves in the media. So talking about what we're going to do in 2023 here and now, what are we going to do? You know, we just can't go on being used and abused by these lunatics. What are we going to do? First thing we're going to do in 2023 is we're going to turn off the guys on the TV and big tech, especially. And turn off. I'm going to tell everybody we're turning them off. Encourage everybody to turn them off. We we we, we now know. I, mean, I don't know how many Twitter dumps it's going to take. Right? It doesn't matter. We're only getting state-approved news anyway from these people, from big tech, the folks that Schwab and the UN, everybody else, that they rely on to make this stuff fly. We now know what it is. It's total fake news, right? You know, and the stuff that really matters is being hidden. And that's the stuff we've got to dig up and follow and be encouraged by. Like this, which is happening right now in Florida. And I'll bet you haven't heard of it. Also tonight, Governor Ron DeSantis says he plans to petition the state Supreme Court to convene a grand jury to investigate, quote, any and all wrongdoing with respect to the COVID-19 vaccine. DeSantis didn't give any specifics on what wrongdoing the panel would investigate, but suggested it would be, in part, aimed to get more information about the vaccines. Now, by the way, Florida's state Supreme Court has, since that report, has signed off on DeSantis' request. It's going to happen. 
a grand jury will indeed investigate COVID-19 vaccines, the vaccine makers, and, and, and those who promoted the shots down in Florida. This is huge. This is huge, right? DeSantis right now is down there holding up a crucifix to the vampires, in other words, and the vampires are positively freaking out over it. So what's the problem with vaccines? I mean, vaccines are life-saving. So quite frankly, Kate, I'm not sure what, what they're trying to do down there. Why would a guy <laughs> fresh off a massive victory down in Florida, political victory, a guy with legitimate presidential aspirations, why would he be putting his entire political career at risk <laughs> over a stupid conspiracy theory? I'll pause for a moment. You see if you can come up with anything. Why would he be doing this? So Tony from the land of baloney can rant and rave all he wants about how terrible this is. The folks on the left can get really upset and really insulting now against DeSantis. But the question is, why are they so worried about it? <laughs> why, would anyone, why would anyone be worried about this? If DeSantis is wrong, if he's just chasing down a conspiracy theory, he's going to be exposed as an idiot, and he's done. He's no threat in 2024. If he's right and he finds some, something wrong down there with how the pharmaceutical company behaved in Florida, well, then we're all going to be armed up a little bit for, before the next one comes along, right? So what are they saying? What are they saying? They think that, that they want us to believe that DeSantis just didn't look into this before he called for a grand jury? <laughs> he was just sort of hanging out on BitChute one day and he said, well, hell, I think Corey the Kool-Aid drinker is onto something here. Let's impanel a grand jury. Is that how it works, friends? This is the governor of the state of Florida, a guy who may be in the Oval Office one day. You think it really works like that? He's just some lunatic? I mean, if Tony Fauci is right, DeSantis right now is tanking his career by wanting to investigate the vaccine problem. He's just tanking his career. And the question all of us can ask is why would he do that? Why would anybody do that? Unless maybe he's not tanking his career. Maybe he's done his research. Is that what Fauci is worried about? Is that why he appears to be having some sort of an aneurysm over this in Florida? <laughs> I mean, it's not like other people are not asking questions about the vaccines right now. I don't know if we can ask them here on YouTube, but don't care. But there are people asking questions all over the place. Robert Kennedy is asking questions too. So is Bill Maher. We're not talking about conservatives or traditional Catholics. Bill Maher is asking questions. I mean, COVID itself is fading, but the idiocy is not. I still see people with masks, young people, outside. The people who, the science. Well, there's no science for that, you moron. So the argument that he was putting forward that, well, what about protecting other people? That argument makes no sense anymore. Now that we know the vaccine does not protect people from getting it, right? it does not protect people from giving it or stop people from giving it. It just protects you if you have the vaccine. So don't tell me that I have to be part of this, this oh, what about protecting other people? Protect yourself. You get the vaccine. Dr. Scott Jensen 
is asking questions. You know, this is the guy that just about became the, the governor of my state here in Minnesota. He lost that bid, and now he's on a war path against what's going on with these vaccines. Recently, Dr. Asim Mohatra, a leading cardiologist in England who's had a lot to do with the National Health Service over there. He's an award-winning consultant cardiologist. He's recently come out more and more outspoken with his concerns about the vaccine. So he's asking questions. NFL future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers is asking questions. I mean, it's, it's it, you and the, how do you say the guy's name, the tennis player? Uh, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. I mean, we talk about the healthiest human beings on earth. Yeah, and no, you can't come. You didn't follow the rules. Like it, it's, it defies science, defies logic. It doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense, especially at this stage of the, the pandemic, air quotes. What yeah. was it like for you? It, it, was, it was really difficult, for sure. And a lot of different reasons. I think I knew that this was coming down, that at some point I was going to talk about my status because I'd chosen to not get vaxxed. Novak Djokovic, uh, he's getting ready to go to the Australian Open. He's actually made it back to the Australian Open. Are you following this? Djokovic quietly reinstated after taking a stand that sent shockwaves across the whole world just one year ago when his career was over forever for questioning the science. Are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically, because you feel so strongly about this jab? Yes. I do. Why, Novak? Why? Why? Because, because the principles of uh, decision-making on my body uh, are more important than any title. And we could just keep going. Do you still think resistance is futile? Here's Djokovic just proudly explaining how he's back. He didn't back down. The entire country of Australia did. Can't forget uh, those events, you know. It's, it's one of these things that uh, sticks with you, it stays with you for, I guess, the rest of your life. It was, uh, you know, as, as I said, something that I've never, never experienced before and hopefully never again um, but it is uh, a valuable life experience for me and you know something that as I said will stay there but I have to move on so what all, all, I'm talking to people who are still buying this you still have the mask in your back pocket you're going out for a booster in a couple days after the new year all these people are conspiracy nuts they're all going to be dead in a short period of time it seems like there's many more people dying who were not questioning What's going on over 2022, right? Famous people, well-known people, and lots of them. So you begin to wonder, don't you, when are the folks who are into this cult, <laughs> you know, the ones who take all of their orders from the TV every night, how to think, how to, what to say, what to do next, I wonder when they're going to stop shooting the messengers here. I think 2023 might be when they stop shooting the messengers, because I think so. I know a lot of people who right now simply want to go quiet about the lunatical behavior they were, they were manifesting a year, year and a half ago with respect to COVID. Now they're just kind of quiet. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> good to see you. How's the wife? Kids, good? They don't want to talk about it. Lots of people. Because they just, there's only so much stuff.
stupid propaganda thinking people can imbibe before they finally just go, hang on here. Hang on a cotton-picking minute. What is going on? Right? I don't care if you're a liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, independent. I don't care what you are. You have to be looking at the situation right now and saying, well, everything is fine because everything is not fine. And people are coming forward from all walks, from all political persuasions. I'm a traditional Catholic. I'm the one who's supposed to be rigid and intolerant, right? <laughs> We're supposed to be closed-minded little rubes. And yet Robert Kennedy is a liberal Democrat. And I'm saying to you right now, do what I did. Go out and watch his new documentary today. <laughs> Probably the most important documentary in the world today by Robert Kennedy. Go watch it. Why? Because they're not done with us. And because Kennedy is speaking the truth. I don't care if he doesn't agree with me on a lot of things, including some very important things like religion. Well, these people are coming back. Kennedy knows it. I know it. We've been saying it for years. They're coming back. They lost a round. They're going to try to regroup now. They're in Davos right now, regrouping. They're coming back. Watch Kennedy's movie. Spread it out. Spread the word. The best way to do something about what they're going to do to us in the future is to expose what they did to us in the past. Don't ever let that happen again. You can do something about this. Don't let them do it again. This is not a partisan issue. The medical industrial complex, with the help of Pope Francis, over the past two years mounted a war against our children, closed our churches, closed our schools, put us out of work, masked us up, isolated our kids, gave them mental problems, isolated our grandparents, let them die alone in nursing homes. And they're still authorizing COVID bivalent vaccines for babies as young as six months old. Have you had enough yet? What is it going to take? Follow the science? Are you kidding me? This is worse than Mao, Paul, Pat, and Hitler, and Stalin, all together, all lined up together. What they're doing right now to the world is worse. And you got your mask in your back pocket for when they tell you to pull it out and put it on because you got to follow the science. <sighs> Friends, let's resolve <laughs> as this year, this new year kicks off. Let's just resolve to take our lives back. Let's just start using our own brains again, right? Or they're just going to keep doing this. They're going to keep coming. This guy, Kalen Georgescu, he's a senior expert in sustainable development. Since 17 years in the environmental area in the United Nations. I want to close with this guy. He was the executive director of the United Nations Global Sustainable Index. He's no conservative, no tinfoil hat guy. He was at the Institute of Geneva back in 2015. He served as the president of the European Research Center for the Club of Rome until very recently. And guess what happened? He just woke up. The resistance that all of us have been pushing out, a lot of us, independent media, pushing out for two years is reaching high places. This guy woke up. COVID became, over the past year, 2022, his bridge too far. He's had enough of the United Nations that he used to be a part of the United Nations. He's had enough. 
He's had enough of the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and their stranglehold over sane people who just want to be left alone. And now he's giving advice because he knows these people. He's giving advice that we should be listening to on what we can do. People say, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? Here's what we can do. It's remarkably simple. Go back to using our own, our own brains. Go back to loving our family. Go back to being in nature. Break, cut yourself off from the artificial world these people are creating, and you will defeat them. Here's what he says. We don't know to enjoy the life, Rainer. Yes. They, they are very carefully for you to don't enjoy the life. Because the moment when you enjoy the life, you are in the wrong direction for them. You don't have to have love. In the moment when you have love, you are not for them. You are someone wrong. Hmm. And you have to be quiet immediately. That is always the major problem, exactly. fear. Because that's what they're using. Exactly. And in order to keep us in fear, they need to have all of their little tools in their toolbox. Uh, Corona, the virus, Corona, uh, the, war, the war in Ukraine, war in Ukraine food shortages, exactly. climate change, global warming, all that. Yeah. It's yeah. all a myth invented by the oligarchs so that they can make money and keep us in control. Is that the short version of what you're saying? Exactly. How mm -hmm. you can control the people? Mm -hmm. Control in the moment when you use the most important emotion, the mm -hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. In the moment when you are controlling this emotion, you are the boss. And I would add to what he said, something that is our forte here on, on this show. Friends, go back out there and reclaim your Christian identity. Do not leave Christianity out of this thing or we're going to lose. That's the solution. They've been after Christianity for 500 years, but certainly for the last 100 years in a very special way. They had to get rid of it first. If we don't use Christianity, if we don't lead with Christianity, we're not going to win this thing. The success of the New World Order depends completely and entirely on their ability to crush the Old World Order of Christendom, period, paragraph. That's it. And guess what? We are the remnant of Christendom. We are the remnant of believers. We bring the most important piece of the puzzle to this counter-revolution. We are the independent thinkers and believers who have been at this for over a half century. We're the ones who've discovered first. Everything we see happening in the world today is simply confirming what we already knew, that what we're really up against is Antichrist, the fanatical cult of Antichrist, an anti-Christian cult which through varying degrees is trying to eliminate, undermine, destroy, and yes, even persecute Christians worldwide. Clef, Abuna, Mina, Abuna, Rafael. Around the world today, over 360 million Christians suffer high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith. That's one in seven Christians worldwide. So it's still going on. It's been, it's been 2,023 years since the birth of that little baby in Bethlehem. And they're still, they're still out there trying to kill him. Kill him in his manger. Make him go away. Make him disappear.
So the folks who are trying to kill the Christians, kill the baby in the manger, they're going to fail. We talked about this last time. They're going to fail just as Herod failed 2,000 years ago because they're faithless just like he was and because we're still here. And there are millions and millions and millions of us, many of whom are just waking up right now, thanks to COVID, thanks to Francis, thanks to the Great Reset, thanks to the demonic insanity, which has awakened something in here in millions of Christians who are realizing they're discovering something now. we got to go back. We've got to go back and reclaim that identity, which is much easier than it was even just a few years ago. Why is it easier? Because Caesar is no longer seductive. Caesar has gone mad. Because Herod is no longer progressive. Herod has lost his mind. Because the children of darkness are no longer reveling in debauchery. You know? They're cannibalizing each other. Spilling their own blood, they're taking knives to their children, slaughtering their own innocence. This is not an enviable lifestyle. There's nothing enviable about anything that they're doing. They're dying. They're dying in their soul, they're dying in their mind, they're dying finally now in their bodies. <laughs> and we're not even tempted to follow them. That's a gift. It's a huge gift. The seduction, the grand seduction has failed. It didn't work. We're still standing here. We're sure as hell not following that, that mob. So yeah, there's a lot of darkness, but there's also a lot of expectations of hope. There needs to be a supernatural hope and a natural hope. Clans coming together all over the world, fighting back. It's going to be a good year. There's going to be efficient pushback. So I would say Happy New Year to the clans worldwide, friends. And hashtag to hell with the New World Order.